Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Three cheers for His Majesty the King. Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. It's so good to be back. I'm so happy to see you. And I feel like this is amazing for everyone's Thanksgiving drives. Royal news. You get to catch up. But yes, I'm so happy you're back, Roberta. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be back. Well, first, follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast to keep up with all the latest royal news. Also, send us a note, a love letter, an email, info at gallerypodcasts.com. Rachel, what did I miss? <laughs> you missed everything and nothing. I'm just happy you're back and better. And we mostly just missed you. We do have a lot coming up this week. We are talking about a state visit from South Korea, Harry at the Canucks game in Vancouver. I feel like it always trips me up with sports, so I'm excited to talk to you about it. But I do really like hockey, I will say, so can't wait to get into that. Fergie, we're talking about the guest talk show host. She had an appearance on ITV this week, a wedding anniversary to remember. But also, this is very special. A royal refreshment that we had the joy of sipping in person together, but it's also an amazing kickoff to the holiday season. Let's cue this tape. It is different audio because we recorded it in person, but we're sharing it here. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. So finally together in person, we can sip after such a long waiting process and have our very first TIG moment together. Stop. Yes. Did you find TIG? I found it. Tignanello? Tignanello. <gasps> Megan's favorite wine. No, I feel like didn't. it's the best kickoff for the holiday season. <gasps> what? Happy birthday. You did not. <laughs> we had to do this together. It's a very, very big deal, Royal Refreshment. Oh. And I feel like this is like, <laughs> it feels like this penultimate moment for I can't us wait the to podcast. Oh my God, I love it. Happy yeah, belated like, birthday. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> this is like above and beyond. Like, What a treat that was. <laughs> What a treat. I know. Speaking of TIG moments, what happened the next day for you? Well, the next day I went to the emergency room. Um, this has nothing to do with Tignanello. I have to say I did have a wonderful <laughs> TIG moment with you that we shared. But yeah, I went to the ER and they said, you're fine. It's just a virus. I went home. I felt worse. Monday, I went back to the ER, and I had dengue fever from my trip to Turks and Caicos. So for anyone who doesn't know, it's spread by mosquitoes. So it's not – I thankfully didn't get anyone sick on Thursday that I saw in New York City. But it was one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me in my life. I don't know if anyone who's listening has ever had – dengue fever knows anyone who has, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. It was terrifying. I totally dropped the ball for the episode last week. You did week. not drop the ball. Let's all, everyone email You and Romney are a star her. duo, though. No, no, no. Our, 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 like, my number one worries, anxieties, I was just like, focus on you. The podcast will be here. But also, everyone knows for Roberta to miss, it has to be like an incredible reason. <laughs> It was, I was, I was like, we're, not okay. We're not texting I was her. Not we're okay. staying. She's, yeah, I was incredibly worried about you, but I'm so happy. We were just saying how wonderful it is, even though it's via Zoom, just to see you across the screen. It's not, you know, Romney, such a great shout out to her for joining, but it's never the same. I miss you always. Uh, it's so good to be back. And I am so grateful for my health. Yes. And like, what a wonderful time to say thank you and gratitude for healthy. You know, we take it for granted. I think every day all of us do how lucky we are. So 
that's my Thanksgiving shout out is how lucky I feel to be healthy and back and to talk Royals and so many exciting things. So let's get into the wonderful listener email this week. Yes. All right. Allie from South Dakota wrote us. She says, hello, I'm ready to say how I love the pod. I love the down to earth and fun approach of the Royals without all the drama. One Royal I would love to hear more of is Princess Anne. She does so much for the family yet doesn't get as much media attention. I think that that is a fair point. And that's such a good point. Fun for Allie. Amazing news. We have some Anne stuff coming up this week, which is great timing. Additionally, she writes, have you seen the new Harry and Meghan movies released on Disney Plus? I watched them and found them quite fun. They were filmed before what we now know about Meghan's first years as a royal and give an insight on what things could have been. Have you watched Roberta? No, it's that trio. One is called Becoming Royal. The other is like a royal romance. And then there's a third that's like Escaping the Palace, I think. There's a trio of films I haven't watched, but people always... I feel like every so often, like six every six months go by and someone who listens to the pod recommends these to us. I just can't bring myself to watch them. I don't know why. I feel icky about it. Yeah, I guess as a point of comparison, it would be interesting. But yeah, I kind of remember them... Did the last one come out right when the pandemic hit? Yes. Yeah. Escaping the Palace, I think. And they're very lifetimey. And a lot of our listeners love them. And I think that probably, Rachel, you and I would honestly love them if we watched them together. But I haven't seen them yet. That's on my list, I guess. I guess after I finish Suits, that'll be next up. I know. And a 2024 plan that could be fun would be like a day of you and I getting together and just like binging so much royal content of that sphere that's just like fun and fictionalized. I mean, we're so light and fluffy head down in the ground. That's a separate thing. But thank you, Allie, so much for writing in. And please send us any other pop culture recommendations because it's always good to have a running list. It is. Well, wait, before we get into this week in royal history, tell me your Thanksgiving plans. We skipped over this. Oh, uh, just really quickly. I am in Massachusetts. I arrived last night. It was like a seven hour drive from New York City, even though we tried to game it and leave late. And we hit a snowstorm along the way. Like what? New York has not really didn't have snow last year. So I wasn't really expecting that. I didn't believe the the weather. So it was an adventure. We made it. But we're here for the week, which will be really nice. Actually, do you hear this quiet? This is like pandemic recordings, right? It's like you don't hear anything. Remind me what little attic crawl space. Yes, exactly. So familiar to you. So pandemic era. Yes, exactly. What about you? Dave and I are just driving to South Jersey tonight and spending the weekend with his family. So my mom came up when I was sick, which was so wonderful. And she helped take care of me. And so it was so lovely to see her. And yeah, so I'm excited. Well, I'm so glad that you made it there safe because that sounds like a really scary drive. And it was rough. I've got my I can't believe there was a snowstorm last night. Now, this week in royal history. A little tangent, but let's get back on track with this week in royal history. This week is the wedding anniversary of Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip. Reminder, they were married on November 20th, 1947 for 73 years. I'm always bowled over by that. 73 years. Over seven decades until Prince Philip passed away in 2021. I want to flash back to that day with this British Pathé newsreel. I love hearing the old newsreels, so we're going to play that. The day is November the 20th, 1947. The time, 11 o'clock. A nation and a world watch. Once only in 1100 years of British kingship has there been such a day. 
an heiress presumptive to the throne, marries the man of her choice. The setting is Westminster Abbey. To its west door come members of Europe's royal houses, the peers and the people. History is in the making. Three miles away, Lieutenant Philip Mountbatten, now His Royal Highness the Duke of Edinburgh, leads. But the eyes of the world are centred on Buckingham Palace. Into the dull November morning, two greys draw the Irish state coach. Inside, Her Royal Highness Princess Elizabeth and her father. One of my favorite reflections of the day is from writer Mark McGinnis, who I am such a big fan of on Instagram. But he wrote a few facts that I wanted to read to you, Rachel. He says that one of the guests, Sir Michael Duff, wrote to Cecil Bean, the king looked unbelievably beautiful, like an early French king, and her royal highness, the bride, a dream. Inside the abbey were some 3,000 guests, but not one of the groom's three sisters. In fact, three of his sister Sophie's brothers-in-law were still to be denazified. We remember Prince Philip's family's associations with Nazis. Their mother, Alice, a.k.a. Princess Andrew of Greece, wrote a 22-page account of the day for her family. And two cousins among the guests, Marina Duchess of Kent and Queen Frederica of Greece, were dispatched to the continent to share their own accounts of the day. The bride promised to obey, and on family issues, the groom would wear the trousers. But otherwise, Philip was the one who would be required to submit not as husband, but as consort. And his first sacrifice began that day. In deference to his bride's concern about its effect on her father, Philip gave up smoking overnight. I did not know this fact. He gave up smoking the night before his wedding. I guess because Elizabeth had, I mean, her father obviously had such bad lung problems. And that was already coming to light at this point. So That's hard to do. My gosh. My parents quit smoking when they were dating and my dad like did it overnight and my mom had such a hard time, but they ultimately did it. That's a really big commitment. Yeah. Huge, huge. I just think those little facts are so interesting and really shape the day. I also think about, you know, this week we lost Rosalind Carter, RIP. She passed away at 96 years old, which was the same age as Queen Elizabeth when she passed away. I just couldn't help but think of the associations with how long they were married as well. They were married 77 years. Oh, my gosh. The longest married couple in presidential history. I know. It's just it's absolutely mind blowing. Honorable mentions for this week as well. November 20th is a huge date in the royal calendar because we, of course, we know 1992 Windsor Castle fire. It was extensively damaged. That was in the crown. Also on the same date in 1995, November 20th was Princess Diana's famous and later much contested interview with BBC Panorama. All right. That's it for history. All right. This week's Royal News. So I know that this was on our calendars, Roberta. I know, but it still caught me by surprise. Maybe I was just in my own world getting ready for Thanksgiving. But South Korea's state visit to the UK, President Yoon Suk-yul and Lady Kim Gwon-hee were in town for two days visiting the UK to mark the 140th anniversary of the diplomatic relationship they have with the UK. This was an occasion for just so much pomp. I feel like we haven't seen anything like this, of course, since the coronation, which was this year, but it feels like it's been a lifetime ago at this point. They were first greeted by Kate and William, who had a very big role in the day's events at their hotel first, traveled to the Horse Guards Parade where they met the king and queen. Then there was a carriage procession to Buckingham Palace. We saw actually several of these at the Royal Muse, Roberta. 
Camilla and Charles were in the Irish state coach. The king and first lady took the Australian state coach. And Kate and William were in the Scottish state coach. Say that three times fast. <laughs> it is a ton to watch if you were in the UK. Step out and see that processional along the mall. There was a private lunch, but also a state banquet last night. The state banquet hosted 170 guests, including K-pop band Blackpink. The royals were in in attendance. Of course, we had Kate and William, the king and queen, but we also had Anne and Sophie and so many more. I thought we could break this down by the daytime and then the nighttime, Roberta, because I think you and I have a lot that we want to talk about. I think the big conversation piece, not to only talk about what the royals wear, but Kate was just such a standout in her Catherine Walker cape coat. Yeah, and a lot of Little Red Riding Hood vibes, which I don't mind. I don't mind. I thought she looked wonderful. It's so nice to see her in something other than a suit. I feel like a colorful coat is just stunning on her. Yes. And it felt very holiday with that big bow. I did. And also the colors of the Korean, South Korean flag, Mm -hmm. too. But this was also a repeat because I think people were talking a lot about the hat and the bow. But the bow was part of the dress beneath it, which was a Royal repeat from what she wore to her Christmas concert in 2021 when she played the piano way back when. And then she paired it with the Diana Sapphire and Diamond Earrings. And then she had that Jane Taylor hat. Did you feel like it was too much? I think people were really mixed. I think the the competing view of the hat with the coat with the bow, a lot of people said was too much. What were your thoughts? I didn't think it was too much only because, but I think it was... Honestly, I think it was too much in the context of what the other women on that platform were wearing. So we had the first lady of South Korea looking stunning in gray. I thought her Mm -hmm. all gray, but it was so toned down and so muted. And then Camilla looked really muted. That was, I think, a repeat as well. And it was like not even a bright navy. It was a very dull navy outfit that looked kind of I texted you and I was like, this is so dowdy, which I feel bad, you know, but I do I do think that Kate just stood out because of the context versus if Queen Elizabeth had been there in bright blue, it wouldn't have looked so kind of standout-ish. Yeah, it is interesting because Camilla being the queen, like what decisions are going on behind the scenes that Kate is the center of attention? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm jumping ahead to something I want to talk about later, but I looked at the front pages in the UK and Kate is on the cover She's the image on the cover of every major tabloid, every major newspaper. In the red? In the red. And it's like, but the main thing that the focus is on, which is another thing about what she wore, is her flash of leg. Did you see those images? Yes. We're wow. <laughs> that like, was I don't a remember lot that dress thigh. having such a slit. I right? feel like I feel like there's actually a slip that or the dress might have gotten caught up and then the slip is underneath that or something. Because I was shocked at how how much it rode up and you're like standing in that car it's a roll well it's also a split second photo too you know what i mean like it's like a photo captures this one moment and maybe the dress was just like up and then falling as she stepped out but it is really atypical and sadly or maybe not so sad but that was what stole the coverage was like there was one headline that talked about how to get kate's legs based on that it's like (laughs) not i want to know just to think that that's the headline from the South Korea state visit is, I mean, the Tierra coverage would have been that's too late at night for the next day, I would imagine, but I'm not sure. But I did, I did really like it. I think red is so gorgeous on her. I also thought the coat was just so beautifully steamed. That was one thing that caught my attention was like there was not a wrinkle in sight. I'm curious to see what Kate continues to wear to these big functions because we have seen so much red from her lately. And I wonder if that's her color. Like Queen Catherine is like, Scarlet Lady in red, you know, because 
Ascot, we saw yeah. red. There's been so many red outfits. Every time the Christmas concert rolls around, it's red. Like, I just feel like it's it's really become her signature color for at least 2023. We'll have to wait and see for 2024. Yeah. Oh, but then Camilla in red later at night. We need to talk about this. Yes. Let's talk about the the evening, the state banquet. What did you think of Camilla's look? Oh, my gosh. I was, I mean, blown away by how gorgeous she looked. And I, I don't say that ever, but I think she looked stunning in that ruby tiara and the velvet, the crushed velvet. It was gorgeous on her. And it was flattering. Yeah. Why doesn't she wear more dresses that are shaped like that? It was so flattering on her. I think color just so warms up her skin, her whole look. But it was a red velvet Fiona Claire, as you mentioned. Also that tiara. I mean, we're talking about the tiaras. I'm loving, I'm guessing at this, but Camilla's love of jewelry seems to be really having this influence across the board. I know Kate was expected to wear a tiara, of course, but choosing something that was not in her repertoire was really exciting. But back to Camilla, she chose the Burmese ruby tiara, which was commissioned by Queen Elizabeth II. It is a South Korean color to have that pop of red. The necklace was a gift from Prince Albert to Queen Victoria way back when. So I just think that the history that Camilla weaves together with what she wears, she just really popped and stood out versus the day's events. But can you tell me more about the Strathmore rose tiara? Because I know people on Instagram were freaking out because it hasn't been seen in forever. Is that right? Yes. It has not been seen in 100 years. So it was commissioned exactly 100 years ago by the Queen Mother. It was a wedding present from her dad in the 1930s. And so I think that that's a really, really poignant choice because we also know the relationship that Charles had with the Queen Mother. So I imagine he was involved in making, slightly involved, moderately involved in the choice of what she wore. For Kate, it's also the fourth tiara she's worn in her 13 years as a royal. So to change that up, she loves, obviously, the lover's knot. She's also worn the lotus flower and the Cartier halo tiara. But this was the first new tiara in her repertoire, which is just, it's just really exciting. It's gorgeous. It might be my favorite. It's it's really romantic. It's really soft. I love the floral motif. I loved how it matched the embroidery of her white gown. I loved it. I loved it so much. And imagine something that's been in your jewelry box for a hundred years. Like if I don't wear my favorite necklace once every three weeks, I feel horrible about it. How do they do this? A hundred years. I know. It's it's wild to me. I did want to ask you, what did you think about this look of Kate's in comparison to what she wore in 2022? Because it was a Jenny Packham gown. If you click that link, she wore almost an identical look last year at the state banquet. I know exactly what look you're talking about. I don't like the 2022 look at all, actually. And I'm not really? saying that like okay. not. I mean, I love Kate and everything she wears usually, but I don't really like I don't know why. I think I'm A, over the lover's knot after seeing the Strathmore Rose Tierra. Wow. I also think, too, that the silver is too cold and the gold really warmed her up. Like you mentioned the red warming Camilla up. I think the gold, it just felt so much softer. Her hair looks better, I think, in 2023. I don't know. I just don't. Now seeing this. It was it like an updo feels, versus it down. Yeah. I, I do wish there was more color. I think all the white, because Princess Anne wore white, Sophie wore white. Well, it's a white tie event, though. So It's white tie, but Camilla didn't wear white. And a lot of the black pink um, members didn't wear white. I don't know white. the rules of white tie, yeah. as I say that. Yeah. I don't think it means white dress. I think it's just, we need to look that up because I don't know what it means. But Yeah. I, I just feel like I, I'm curious about the sort of consistency that she's bringing by Jenny Packham last 
last year or Jenny Packham this year, but I do love the just showcasing a brand new tiara. We also talked about Anne and Sophie being there. I do feel like Getty images and maybe the images were trickling in missed Anne by minutes. You know, she was kind of in the background. She looked so striking. Let's get some Anne love in this episode. But she wore the outfit that she had from her 70th birthday shoot. And I just I don't know. I just think Anne, she was beaming last night. It looked really special. Allie from South Dakota. Are you listening to us talk about Anne? This is for you. (laughs) This is for you. Let's love have a Anne love fest and Sophie as well. Yes. So it was a really festive event, and I think we just love a tiara moment, basically. So, oh, I did want to mention one thing, because Charles did make a really great speech, and we're not making this all about the fashion. He talked about the relationship between the UK and South Korea, but he did shout out to the cultural overlap and what Korea has brought in comparison to the UK. He talked about Korea has matched Danny Boyle with Bong Joon-ho, James Bond with Squid Game, and the Beatles Let It Be with BTS's Dynamic. He just kind of made a lot of references. And I think Charles has this sort of wit and personable nature that I think he does a great job touching on these connections. Did you see the behind the scenes of the centerpiece making that they posted on Royal Family? No. Oh my gosh. You have to watch it. It's like anyone who loves Great British Bake Off, it's like, oh. I need to check it, it out. It just hits the spot. It's like they're making flower petals out of sugar. It's so- Well, and also they, I guess they, the glasses ha- were the first time with King Charles's cipher on it. So that's really excited. Quick honorable mention since we talked about Kate's Christmas concert and what she wore. December 8th is on. She will be inviting those that helped her Shaping Us campaign. So she gave that announcement that it is coming and the concert will air on Christmas Eve. I love that Farrell sweater when she did the teaser. I think that it's always an event that I look forward to. All right. Next up, two sightings of the Sussexes. First, we had Megan at the Power of Women event hosted by Variety. She wore that camel parenta shoulder dress with the asymmetric shoulder detail, thigh-high slit, black heels, a clutch, that middle part slick back bun. And she got interviewed on the red carpet, which I feel like was such a surprise to hear from her candidly without, you know, a lot of the prep that goes into some of their interviews. She was asked about the suits resurgence. She was asked about future plans. So here is that clip. What do you think is behind this this renewed love for the show? Why has it become such a phenomenon again? I have no idea. It's It was great to work on. Such a great cast and crew. We had a really fun time. I was on it for seven seasons, so quite a bit. But it's just it's, it's hard to find a show you can binge watch that many episodes of <laughs> these days. So that could have something to do with it. But good shows are everlasting. Well, that's what you're doing now. You have now come into Hollywood in a protosorial capacity. What is inspiring you? And, and as you're kind of looking to make these new projects, what is the thing that is, you know, driving the, the work that you're going to put out into the business? Things that make people feel, I was going to say good, but it's more than that. Things that make people feel something, right? And feel a sense of community. But we have so many exciting things on this slate. I can't wait until we can announce them. But um I'm just really proud of what we're creating. My husband is loving it, too. It's really Listen, fun. We're here. Anytime you want to make those announcements. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. We'll figure out. We'll, we'll get in touch then. Yeah. Okay, first off, props to the interviewer. I am nervous just watching I was that. For I'm her. so stressed just watching. That was my it. exact reaction, Roberto. Oh my gosh, I was like, I I wonder if the questions the questions had to have been given to Megan ahead of time, correct? I don't think so. I really don't think so. I feel like it has to be so choreographed, right? Just me, or are you mad that she didn't get asked about a return to suits? Because I think that should have been the next question. Yeah, that would have been a great. Like, is question. she going to be at this yes. reunion? There's going to be a reunion next year, I think, at South by Southwest or something. I don't know to tease the new cast, right? The new show. Yes, exactly. The one. 
thing I just want to say about the Power of Women event. In a room full of Oprah, Leonardo DiCaprio, Margot Robbie, Emerald Fennell, who played Camilla on The Crown, lest we forget. In a room full of those people, Megan took the air out of the room. And that's, I it just feel like, and that's multiple people saying that. She was mentioned in someone's acceptance yeah. speech saying, I just took a picture with Meghan Markle so I can die happy now. Like, it's wild to me, the power that she has. Fun fact, I didn't even know until you said it. <laughs> That Oprah and Leo were there. Right. I knew about Margot Robbie, but I did not know about it. That's my bad. But how, I mean, I obviously am tunnel vision with the Megan headlines, but I also feel like that's kind of crazy. I wonder if Megan and Leo were seated close to each other and she like leans over and she's like, hey, like I've got this rom-com coming up. Like I would love for you to start, you know, like I just want to know, I want to know what connection she made there. Who she spoke with. Leo was there in his capacity as supporting Lily Gladstone, who's the Native American actress who was in Killers of the Flower Moon. Have you seen that yet? No, have you? Yes. You what? must. I, that's a time commitment, see Roberta. It. It's a it's huge like over time three commitment. hours, right? I know. I, it's one of those movies that Dave will see because he read the book. So it's like a historical. Matt wants to see it too. Yeah. And I and it's one of those movies that Dave will see with me. So But yes, you could like she could do some massive networking massive. for Media at the Lake, which we still need some sort of book club. Last little mention about the Sussexes. We digress. Harry and Megan showed up in Vancouver at the Canucks game, as you mentioned at the top of the episode, versus the San Jose Sharks. It's a three hour flight from LAX. I had to look that up because I was confused. I oh, have no perception of Canada. Mostly I just assume Montreal or Toronto because that's right above us. But no, they were there to promote the Invictus Games 2025, February 2025 in Vancouver and Whistler. So Harry is already promoting what is 14 months away. He was able to drop the puck at the game. He was so focused on the photo op that he almost didn't drop the puck. The players were like, all right, it's time. <laughs> and he was just standing there smiling at the cameras. And it was a really cute footage of I liked him. the image of him kind of just being like, whew, I did it. It's stressful. <laughs> it must be stressful. This is really poignant for him, though. Obviously, two decades ago, Queen Elizabeth was there for a Jubilee tour in 2002. It was the same teams, the Sharks and the Canucks, and she dropped the puck. So it must have felt very special for him to be there and do that. They were joined by their friend Marcus Anderson of Soho House. You have to click on this link. Megan, she's just like us. They don't understand sports. I guess there was this confusion about whether someone had actually scored a goal, but there was goalie interference. It's hilarious. Their faces are so confused. Watching Megan's amazing facial expressions. I do feel like she's gone to these hockey games a lot when she used to live. She loves watching hockey. Did I make that up? In Toronto. Yeah. No, you're right. She dated a hockey player. But I do love this expression because that is me at every game trying super hard hard to (laughs) be engaged because I want to be engaged. And I will say, if I had to choose a sport to watch, this might be crazy, but hockey is it. I love watching a hockey game. I've never, fun fact, never been to a hockey game ever. I know. Isn't that crazy? It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. Before we adjourn the Royal Pod, my low this week is Camilla kind of acknowledging the tough time that she's had. I have a soft spot for Camilla now. I think she's been through so much. I really warmed up to her. 
I don't care that a lot of people disagree. But Monday evening, she was at the Sheridan Grand Hotel for the 135th anniversary of the Foreign Press Association. She gave a wonderful speech honoring the hard work that journalists do, particularly in the Ukraine and the Middle East, particularly female journalists. And she mentions the kind of tough time that she had. Really quickly, here's part of that speech. Now, I know secondhand a little of the responsibility of your profession. There are journalists in my family, and I've even been subject or one of, to one or two stories about myself <laughs> over the years. I don't know why, but I just feel like Camilla's had a really tough time with the press. I know that Harry said that she also threw him under the bus, and I want to acknowledge that, but I really, I think it's got to take a lot of guts and a lot of courage, and it's not really a low. It's just me saying that we should treat women better in the press always. So that's it. Yeah. Also, I'm I'm really into the whole idea of two things can be true, right? Yes, totally. Like she can have a hard time and also be responsible for some other stuff too. My load this week is crown related. I know we have separate coverage plan that we're going to be mentioning, but just I struggled a lot this week to find time to process the crown. Obviously, we're watching for work, really diligently pouring over each episode, but it's just, it was a lot. Like I feel like just, huge emotions. And, you know, Peter Morgan had that interview on their podcast for Netflix saying he's glad it's over, but he's happy with it. I just can't decide. Am I kind of glad? I think I'm relieved that it's not going beyond where it did because it just got so hard. So that's my low. Yeah, that's a good low. And we have bonus episodes coming about The Crown. So I'm super excited to talk with you more. Yes, you will be hearing from us in depth. Yes. My high this week is I love the no makeup makeup trend. I just went on a shopping spree because Glossier's Black Friday sale has already started. <gasps> what are you buying for Black Friday? Separate episode. Is, oh, we, that's a separate episode. We cannot spend the next 30 minutes talking about it. But I I love Megan on the red carpet at Variety. So light makeup. I think she looks stunning, clean, fresh faced, gorgeous. Same with Kate with the Strathmore tiara. I felt like she really let the tiara shine. There wasn't a ton. There might have been some eye makeup, but very little lip. And that is, I think I'm going to channel that. I don't want to wear heavy makeup this winter and I want to be fresh faced. I got the stretch concealer from Glossier and some other oh, things. I don't know anything. The G Suite. I need a Glossier lip. education. I'll text you my order. All right. My high is Fergie, the talk show host. We did want to squeeze a mention. She joined ITV's this morning to guest host. She called herself Brackets the Fluff. Is this her trying it on, Roberta? Like, this is really interesting because there's been a lot of headlines about her maybe eyeing a talk show hosting gig. Which she called herself what? So she said she was guest host, but then she described herself. She said, I'm guest host Brackets the Fluff. Oh, she actually <laughs> said the word brackets. <laughs> so I think Twitter did not fully love it, but I'm going to play this clip. She was asked to give advice for couples struggling with intimacy issues. So listen to this 15 seconds. And you, re- you pop down and get a lovely saucy underwear department in your, in your <laughs> chest of drawers. And you really make the hair, you know, blow dry the hair and then have a lovely and take him out on a treat. It, it needs to be more treats that he's lost for words. I mean... Hot takes from Fergie. Saucy underwear. I don't want to know. I don't know. I have a lot of questions. Yes, yes. But you have to admit, because we saw her in person, I think she was very nervous in this particular guest hosting thing. It's a lot of pressure, a lot of eyes on her. But I feel like she would be a fun, sort of unpredictable host. I'm just going to say it here. I think she'd be an incredibly entertaining talk show host. And 
maybe she should do more of this. I hope so. Okay, just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating. We would love five stars. This review is wonderful from Terrific Track. Five stars. They said, Hi, Lady Tweak. One of the best things about Thursdays is royally obsessed. This is a great dive into all the news about the royals. The hosts are enthusiastic, but not sick of fans. Rachel and Roberta are team everyone. They're pro Wales, pro Sussex, pro Charles and Camilla, but at the same time, they don't hesitate to call out bad behavior. Looking at you, Andrew. That's what this person really wrote. (laughs) They go on to say, now when I see royal news, my immediate thought is, I can't wait for the pod. A side benefit has been watching R&R's friendship develop over the course of the show, toasting you with a royal cocktail. God save the pod. (gasps) Gosh, was this like a plant? This is the most wonderful (laughs) review. I want to frame it. (laughs) (laughs) That's so kind. And it really means the world because that is truly our goals defined. Yes. When you see royal news, you think, I can't wait for the pod. That just made our day. Thank you so, so much for the kind words. We love to read more of these. Yes. All right. Don't forget, write us a note, info at gallerypodcast.com. Also follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. And till next week, God God save save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.